Hey, welcome to a special bonus segment of Keeper Chat, a quick and dirty. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And these Q&Ds are an opportunity for us to answer some of the questions we receive from all of you. This week, we will be focusing on a few questions that we received from a listener, specifically asking about our thoughts on the recent Jaguar escape situation at Audubon Zoo and the less than recent Harambe incident at Cincinnati Zoo. So, Flora, let's get into it. (sighs) Let me just preface everything by saying that I am drinking a Bud Light Lime. Yeah, that's good. My body. we're all on the same page. My body is (laughs) ready. (laughs) It's ready for the discourse. Uh, so why don't we start with the Audubon Zoo situation, since that one was the most recent. Um, I was going to just give a brief overview, and then I thought maybe we could... Oh, good. Yeah, fill me in, because it. I kind of avoid all news, because it makes me want to go away into the forest and never return. Um, right, So right. I kind of mm-hmm. avoid all things, so you've got to fill me in, for sure. Okay, so what happened was this past week at Audubon Zoo, which is in New Orleans, uh, staff came in uh, to the facility and found that their male jaguar, who had access to the like outdoor enclosure overnight, supposedly, uh, had or was no longer in that enclosure, and... I believe it was somewhere around like 7.30 a.m., maybe 7.15 a.m. that they discovered this. So pretty early in the morning, pretty early as far as like the day goes for right. animal care staff. And within less than an hour, they had located, uh, tranquilized, and essentially nullified the threat. So the jaguar was not murdered or anything. Like it was nothing happened to it. It was just um, tranquilized and then moved back to its secure holding area. Nice. Uh, During the course of this, just under an hour, where it was unaccounted for, however, it did come in contact with several animals that live at the zoo, uh, at different, you know, enclosures and stuff around the facility, and unfortunately um, harmed several of them quite fatally. And in fact, I believe all of the animals from that have since passed away. So I want to say it was like... I believe five alpacas, an emu, and three foxes. Oh my god, Um, I had no idea. Yes, yes, which was really sad. Uh, So that's kind of the facts. Oh, also I should mention, uh, this all occurred before the zoo opened for the day, so there were no guests present. It was only um, staff on grounds at that time. Wow. So those are the facts of what happened. Yeah. um, According to the press conference that the zoo did, which is what we're going off of as well. Yeah. So... Uh, I assume the person who asked this question is looking, I don't know if they're looking for more information on the situation or just looking for our take on the situation. Yeah, that's how I kind of understood the question. Okay, great. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Um, So, Flora, what are your thoughts on this? Um, Let me just first say that it's just weird to me. I mean, I do understand, but it's weird to me how just focused hyper focused people are on like zoos and like zoo mistakes and like zoo accidents mm-hmm. when like crazy shit goes down all the time <laughs> and like yeah. everyone's profession like a man gets sucked into a like i don't know wood chipper or a doctor like accidentally kills a person or they like medicate the wrong person or i don't even know but everybody like makes mistakes but i just 
And maybe it's just because I'm a zookeeper, it's, like, more, I'm, like, hypersensitive to it. But it just seems like every time something happens in a zoo, it is just, like, so publicized and is, like, all over the place. And yeah. people, like, latch onto it for months. And then it's just, like, fuck zoos. And it's just, like, kind of exhausting. It is, yeah. I think um, what I see a lot of times in relation to that as well is people essentially just, like, drag everything and anything related to zoos through the mud and they drag up past incidences as well so like things that you know keepers and and communities are trying to heal from which are just like freak accidents are essentially brought up every single time something like this happens which is it sucks because like a lot of times those things are unprecedented they are again freak accidents and Unfortunately, they are so publicized that it's just, it's impossible to get around. And you have to remember, first and foremost, people, that this, like, this specific situation with the Jaguar at Audubon Zoo, as well as any situation that's happened with accidents like this in zoos, uh, none of us were there. (laughs) Yeah. None of us were there. No. And none of us who weren't directly involved can even come close to understand the emotional impact of what happened. So please keep that in mind if you decide that you want to talk to people about it or you want to post your opinion about it or whatever. Like, first off, you were not there. So you don't know exactly what happened. And some of the best facilities in the world, and this is exactly what Audubon did, this is exactly what Cincinnati Zoo did, just countless other places when these sorts of freaks things happen, is they're extremely transparent about it because they don't want misinformation spread. Right. And they don't want people just guessing and, you know, essentially just shitting on them relentlessly without all the information. But it literally like want... happens anyway. It does. No matter yeah, what they doing say. They're everything they can to try to, like, have the conversation and keep people informed. And I think it just sucks. I think people just don't even think about the fact that there are real people involved, there are real animals involved, there are communities grieving. Like, it sucks. It really sucks. And I think I think the idea of you and I somehow, just because we're keepers, potentially having any sort of, like, meaningful contribution to this conversation, I think is unfortunately not really the case. Right. Because we weren't there. Yeah. And we don't have all the information, nor are we qualified to comment on that facility, those animals, the people working there. That's entirely inappropriate on our end. Yeah. And I think one thing just to keep in mind, like I've talked to people that I've met about Harambe and all that other stuff is keep in mind that the people that you're like demonizing and shitting on and the staff that you're shitting on, like are taking care of these animals every day. It's their fucking job. So, you, mm-hmm. like, they take it seriously, and they are dedicating their lives to these animals, and they're seeing them every day, sometimes more than their own animals or family at home, mm-hmm, and definitely. they're spending so much time and, like, making sure that they're okay and that their days, like, go well, and they're, like, stimulated, and they're getting their proper diet and all this stuff, and then when a freak accident happens and you lose them or you're, like, even at Cincinnati, like, I'm on the shotgun team at my zoo, so if an animal gets out, I'm grabbing a shotgun, and I'm on call to, like try to find it, and shoot to kill if necessary. So what if the guy, I don't even remember Harambe, but I think it was one of the keepers. Like, he had to shoot the animal he had worked with for, like, 20-something years that he dedicated his life to to save this kid, and all you guys do is shit on him? Like, put it into fucking perspective. That's a human being 
and he had to do the worst thing probably he's ever done in his life, and he gets nothing but, like, ridicule about it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, when, in actuality, he was put in a terrible situation in a freak accident, and he made the best call that he could. And, again, like, without you knowing the situation, without you being there, without you having any perspective whatsoever, it's entirely inappropriate to essentially have any opinion on it. Yeah. In my humble opinion. Well, and there's... Sorry, go ahead. No, that's it. I was just getting fired up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was just going to say, like, there's even keepers at my zoo. Like, being on the shotgun team is not a requirement. It is um, a volunteer position because there's keepers Mm -hmm. at the zoo who are like, if, like, someone falls into the bear exhibit, I'm not shooting our bear. Like, I never will. It could be eating somebody and I'm never going to shoot our bear. And that's it. I mean, we are responsible for these animals and taking care of them. And then you're putting us in the position to take their life away. Like, that's not fucking fair. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really tough. I know at my facility, they have, it's sort of like an unwritten rule. It's not set in stone, but um, typically they try to have multiple people on that team on, like, available at any given time. And so in case something happens where someone who does work with them for a long time may potentially be on grounds when something like that happens, there is the potential for someone else to step up if needed. Um, but that's not always the case, you know, that to, like freak things happen, like you said, and yeah. there's like no anticipating it. And like, let me just put this in perspective. Like I know Flora said that it's these, these people's jobs, just like it's our job to do this day in and day out. We dedicate our lives to this. Like a lot of our relationships with our animals are closer than any other relationship in our life. And we are entirely devoted to their well-being. So on top of that, though, our job is so precise and we have so many protocols in place, not just to make sure that the animals are well taken care of, but to make sure that the public is safe. We are safe working around them. The animals are safe. Like we try to anticipate as much as we can to get ahead of anything that could potentially happen. But still, there are freak situations. And it's like, like I know you can commiserate with this flora but like we interact with hundreds of the same locks every single day yeah and the idea that someone may potentially miss one of those locks isn't something to be vilified and isn't something for people to point out and be like see they missed that like how could they have missed that yeah because they deal with hundreds of locks every day have you done the exact same thing every single day of your life down to every little detail without fault every single day no no one has because that's insane yeah but that's the standard to which we are held and that's the standard to which we hold ourselves yeah and so the idea that someone who has no idea what this career is like has no idea what these relationships are like or what it's like to have that level of detail constantly running through your head i just don't think has any room to comment on it i think it's i just like Sorry, yeah. Cindy, you accidentally, like, replied all on your fucking email. But, like, yeah. when we make a mistake, we get killed. So, yeah. fuck yourself. And then we get or vilified in the media too. after we're dead. And then our family never rests because people think that we're, like, a fucking demon for making a single mistake that costs us our lives. Or in this, <sighs> in this situation with, with Audubon or even with the Harambe incident, which I'll go into a little bit after this, is, like, those were both situations that no one could anticipate. You know, like, yeah, and at least with the information that we have thus far, um, those were really, really hard to anticipate situations. And I know people will say, well, you know, you could have done this or this should have been checked or whatever. Like hindsight's twenty twenty. people. We are doing our best to, like, 
make sure that we are upholding standards that are the best for every single individual involved, animals included. And so in the case of Autobahn here, having a potential or having what appeared to be a situation where this jaguar found its way out of a regularly secure habitat is a freak thing because I guarantee those things are combed day in and day out for security and for safety. And so, you know, sometimes it's just you can do your best and it's sometimes just weird things happen that you can't ever anticipate. And I mean, on the flip side, though, too, like it is it is very lucky that there were no guests there and that there were no human injuries or deaths involved. Like that is that is huge. But at the same time, like when you're considering this and when you're talking to people about that, please keep in mind too the fact that like animal lives were lost too. And that's not the fault of the jaguar. That's not the fault of the people. It just is what it is. And it sucks regardless. Like these animals are just as important to their keepers as this jaguar is, as any other animal is. So they're still mourning. The people Autobahn are mourning the loss of life that happened. And like, please try to be sensitive about that. Yeah. I like hate comparing like zoo animals to like pets but I feel like our like compassion and our like responsibility is kind of the same for them like you're totally responsible for the animals like cats living in your home and you're totally responsible for like penguins and tigers at the zoo like Mm -hmm. their soul lives are like in my hands so just Mm -hmm. imagine you wake up one day and like five of your pets are dead like how Mm -hmm. would that make you feel it'd make you feel like fucking shit so yeah or five of your family members are dead some people have like an even stronger bond. Yes. So we think it's just nobody has room to comment. Just think about how shitty it is. And I'm sure everyone already feels really shitty about it and they don't need your stupid internet comments. Yeah, exactly. Especially someone who doesn't know anything. You know nothing, Jon yeah. Snow, you dumb bitch. <laughs> who doesn't know the details of what's going on or like the context of what's going on. Like they don't want to hear that. They certainly don't need to hear that. If you're really looking to help and you, like, want to support them, consider donating items to the zoo or consider sending them, um, you know, a sympathy card or consider making a donation to a conservation organization in their name or something. Like, do something positive. Don't just sit there and point blame because that's not going to do anything. And I guarantee that those people don't need that right now. That's... That's so incredibly crass. And I just want to say really quick, too, um, the person who asked this, we're not shitting on you. I want to make that very clear. Um, Not at all. Like, you are entirely within your right and Actually, no, you're a piece of shit. Oh, bummer. (laughs) No. Like, you're entirely within your right to, like, want to learn more about this. Yeah. No, and get, like, a zookeeper's perspective. I mean... Yeah, we're happy to talk about anything. Um, But... And you probably aren't the type of person that would do this anyways, but just keep that in mind and hopefully people uh, who you come in contact with, maybe you can kind of have that conversation with them as well. Let me just preface to everybody, I know the person who sent submitted this question, so I'm allowed to call him or her an asshole. So, hey, you're an asshole. <laughs> um, uh, but no, I think, you know, it's it's weird, especially when you're not a zookeeper and you don't, you don't know like, how seriously we take this job, and we're not just, like, dildos that walk around the zoo and, like, throw food to animals. Like, we're dedicating our lives to these animals and, you know, like, getting their fucking faces tattooed on our bodies, and Mm -hmm. our homes are decorated in artwork made by these animals, and it's all we talk about. Like, it's our lives. So 
Mm-hmm. It's nothing to, like... It's nothing to scoff <sighs> at. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. when these tragedies happen, that's what it is. It's a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Like... And it should be treated <sighs> as such. Yeah, not some, like, spectacle. And not some, like, witch hunt, either. Yeah. Um, because I can guarantee, too, that facilities like Cincinnati and Audubon are amazing. And they comply with every sort of... Oh, thank you, Tucker. He's chiming in. <laughs> they comply with every sort of safety standard out there. Um, because they're some of the best facilities in the world. And, you know, it's it's it doesn't matter. Sometimes these freak things happen regardless of where you are regardless of the situation that day, regardless of the animals. And, I mean, it's our job to be as prepared as we can for those and to anticipate them as much as we can. But, unfortunately, we can't we can't do that for everything. Um, so, I don't know. Just keep it in mind. Um, On the flip side, like, if I came to work and, like, say we're working together and, like, one of your, like, animals got out and, like, killed one of my animals, I feel like I wouldn't talk to you for, like, just a little bit. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, that's I mean, going to cause like... some, like, just so stress. I can't even. I can't even imagine. I yeah. feel like I would take, like, all my leave, like, all my sick leave, like, in the, that instant. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. That's what I hear happens a lot, um, especially with tragedies and zoos, is, like, I'm, it, it's hard to process for a lot of people. I mean, for good reason. And so... But then it's like, most of the time you have other animals that are depending on you, so you don't even, like, if you lose, like, I mean, we both have worked in a situation where we came into work and an animal died tragically, like, that day where we found them in the morning and they were dead, and you Mm -hmm. still have to continue with your whole day and take care of all the other animals that are depending on you and try to put it in the back of your mind. Yeah, and maybe that's something to keep in mind as well. Um, Every time there's a tragedy like this, even if you guys aren't thinking about it it's not the front of your mind just know that every single other animal in that facility regardless of their relationship to whatever the incident was has to be taken care of and is taken care of so it doesn't matter if those keepers are heartbroken if they're grieving if they're just having the worst day if they're angry if they're scared it doesn't matter because those animals still need to be taken care of it's not just a matter of like oh you know all of us are traumatized we all get to go home and take a day off nope yeah. That's not what happens because that's not fair to everyone else that's there. So I know, and I'm sure keep like keep that in mind too. While you're sitting there shitting on them from your keyboard, they're they're still working through their grief. Yeah. to make sure that the rest of the animals there have the best life that they can. And I'm sure like some people have like gone to work one day and been like, "Man, I'm just really scatterbrained today. Like I'm just mm-hmm. I'm not going to get a lot done. We can't afford to do that. We can't be scatterbrained. Nope, never. we can't be out of it." We can't have, be thinking about something else. Like, oh, you broke up with your boyfriend, or oh, your, like, fucking car exploded, or oh, this happened, oh, your cat's dead. Like, you don't have time to even think about it at all, because your life and the public life is on Mm -hmm. the line. Yeah, and that kind of takes me to Harambe. So, the details of Harambe incident as we know it are, uh, at the Cincinnati Zoo, there's a, there was a male gorilla, Harambe, who was in his outdoor habitat, and at some point, I forget what time of day, I want to say it was afternoon, but I'm not sure. Um, at one point, a young boy, human boy, found his way into the habitat, and the habitat is actually, hold on, my cat is just... He's yowling. Can you calm down, sir? Hey, um, Tucker, 
hey, Tucker, can you hear me? Shut the fuck up. We're doing something really important right now. And all I hear is your me-mowing in the background. <laughs> um, give me a moment. <laughs> Go feed your fucking Great. cat. These animals. Okay. <laughs> so, the Harambe incident. So, um, the habitat itself is... Um, utilizes a moat system which we've talked about before but it's essentially just like a big span between the animal area and the public area and it can be filled with water it can be dry it can be a combination thereof whatever but it's essentially just a means of securing the habitat so that animals can't cross it and humans can't cross it either um unfortunately though this young boy found his way through the safety barriers between the public area and the animal moat area and he actually fell into the boat. So he crossed the, the safety barrier and continued onward until he fell into the moat. Um, so at this point, what happened was the male gorilla Harambe um, went down and interacted with the boy and did what a lot of male gorillas do in the sense that he was um, curious as to what was going on. Um, he went over to investigate, you know, uh, essentially, like, behaviorally speaking, um, the job of a male gorilla is to ensure that the rest of his group is safe. And so any potential threat or anything new in the group, uh, that male is going to a lot of times investigate first so that he can make sure that everyone else in his group is safe until he can figure out what it is. And so he did exactly what male gorillas do and went over to investigate, um, and unfortunately, in any situation in a zoo, um, anytime there's interaction between the public, or I uh, shouldn't say the public, but a human and an animal that's not planned by any means, um, it becomes a potential life or death situation, especially with dangerous animals. So we are always trained to um, essentially look out for human life first and then animal life second. Um, which is really hard because, like we talked about, a lot of these animals mean the world to us. Yeah, but... and people fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. And there's, like, way more of us going around. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's, you know, that's where the priorities lie is that human, li- human lives come first. And that's not just, um, you know, for keepers. If a keeper finds himself in that situation, that's also for the public as well, obviously. Like, it is our job as keepers to ensure that we are creating a safe space for our guests to view these animals. And so, you know, we are also looking out for everyone who comes to the zoo. We're looking out for their safety as well. So what happened was after a while, uh, actually it didn't take that long at all, but the um, action team, I forget what they're specifically called there, but they responded to the scene and they ended up making the judgment call that the male gorilla Harambe was a potential threat to the young boy's life, and so he was uh, shot and killed in order to rescue the young boy. Um, multiple attempts were made throughout to, you know, get the gorillas away from the boy, uh, and unfortunately that doesn't always work because, you know, it's a super interesting thing that this animal's interacting with, so of course they're going to be interested in it gonna be really hard to break that but um yeah unfortunately he was shot and killed and like flora said um the keeper who ended up having to do it 
um, was in fact a keeper, like worked with animals and had to do it. And that sucks. Um, and I'm sure they are having a really hard time with it. And I think we yeah. should all be extremely sympathetic about it. Yeah. But the one thing that specifically just absolutely pisses me off is the fact that people have turned this into a sort of meme and they think it's funny to talk about Harambe and shout Harambe and anytime they see a gorilla, you know, just start yelling Harambe. Like, I work with gorillas and I can tell you the day that we found out about that, our entire team was stunned and we were just horrified absolutely horrified exactly like we were just so so sad for our colleagues at cincinnati and for the gorillas that live there every keeper everywhere felt the exact same thing and unfortunately the first thing that all of us thought were oh great i wonder what sort of questions we're gonna get from the public because a lot of people are looking to innocently learn more about it which is fine but then there are a lot more people that are looking to just be assholes about it and that's unfortunately what we had to deal with. So I still, you know, like every other day when I'm walking around or I'm doing talks or whatever, I hear people yelling at the gorillas I take care of. They start yelling Harambe. And not even being in that situation, not even working with that animal, not even being at that facility, I'm still just disgusted by it because it's a joke. People think it's a joke and they think it's funny and they think that, you know, making all these jokes about him and his life and stuff is something that, Unfortunately, like, young men think is funny. And I don't know why. Neckbeards. Yeah, it pisses me off. It's super douchey. It's super asshole-ish. It's incredibly insensitive. I don't care if you don't agree that it's insensitive. It is insensitive. Because it doesn't matter what you think. It matters to the person who is feeling attacked and is grieving. (laughs) So just shut up about it please god please understand that this was a huge loss of life and a horrible situation and we're very very lucky that the boy made it out alive but we're also very unlucky that harambe did not and what a huge loss of a precious life to this incredibly amazing endangered species those are my thoughts (laughs) i mean i'm right there fucking with you i just like, a lot of people were like, well, what if they did this? Well, what if they did that? And, like, this guy said, have you ever seen a small child ripped apart in front of your eyes, in front of the kid's mother? Have you ever seen that? No. Did you want to see yeah. that? Because that could have happened in an instant. Like, yep. gorillas are so fucking strong. He could, with one hand, rip a child in half. Yep. Without even trying. Yeah. Like, basically, to him, he was given enrichment. He didn't know what that was. He doesn't know, like, what a fucking kid is, what a little boy is. I mean, it was tossed in his exhibit. It's his. He has to check it out. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the best way to check something out is to tear it apart. Like, it could have been over in seconds. And just the fact that people are like, well, what if, what if, what if? They made the decision Mm -hmm. they made, and that's the end of the story, and we can't go back. And they made the best decision. They made the only decision. Because it was forced upon them by that family and that child. And it's bullshit. And I hate that, yeah, like, it's some fucking joke. Would it just be as funny if, like, the kid died? I don't know. I mean, people make jokes about, like, 9-11, and they make jokes about, I don't know, a bunch of other stuff. And there's, like, this weird stuff. But there's a difference because this is, like, like you're saying, it is a meme. It's literally fucking everywhere. There's a goddamn pinball, or not a pinball, an arcade game called Harambe Kong, where you um, play as a child, or you play as a gorilla in an exhibit and children are falling in. If you get hit by your children, then you get shot. I mean, like, why 
would you make 9-11 Kong? Where you're, like, fucking dodging airplanes on 9-11? Like, I don't know where the difference is. Is that how people grieve? Would you make Sandy Hook the fucking video game? Like, I just don't... Why is... Why is this a joke? Why is this thing... Because it's an animal? Because that's how people think animals don't deserve, like, to be alive? I mean... There's some kind of, like, fucking sociopath thing, right? Like, don't, like, sociopaths, like, kill kittens and shit? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone who thinks that's funny is a fucking sociopath. That's what I think. Yeah, it's disgusting, and it's insensitive, and I don't care if you agree that it's not, or if you agree if it's not, or if you disagree, or if you have whatever feelings on it. The only the only answer is is that it's insensitive. That's it. It's, it's asshole-ish. You're an asshole- if you've ever laughed at anything to do yeah. with Harambe, like, I fucking hate you, and you're the worst person. Yeah, and even, even like, there's just justifying just no it, like, <laughs> yeah, even just justifying, like, oh, it's just, it was just a joke. No, it's not a joke, because this happened, and it was horrible, and, like, how dare you make light of a situation like this. Well, even people and, that, like, bring it up who know you're a fucking zookeeper, that's the thing, too. Yep. It's oh, like, yeah, sure, talk to your fun. fucking, like, neckbeard, like, circle jerk boyfriend i don't give a shit but once you find out i'm a zookeeper and you're like <laughs> Rande, i'm gonna fucking cut your achilles tendon and shove you in a ditch i fucking hate you well that's why it's so frustrating like i'll be doing a gorilla keeper talk and someone will be, start shouting about harambe or asking about her i'm like are you kidding me right now are you kidding like are, is that what you came here to ask is you came here to not only harass me but to make light of a horrible situation that like our colleagues at cincinnati are still dealing with because again every time anything happens with zoos this gets dragged up again yeah and Cincinnati had the animal situation gets dragged up again they deleted their fucking social media account like they deleted everything they like blocked all the comments and everything because it was incessant yeah it's ridiculous and I think like you said people are always like well couldn't you have done this couldn't you have done this it first off it doesn't matter because it's done and like you said they made the right call because they made the like it, it was the only call they could make uh and they did exactly what they were supposed to do. And unfortunately, there's not going to be a perfect right answer. Like, that's just not going to happen in these sorts of freak situations. It's just not. And you're not going to have this amazing, wonderful outcome because that's not how this works. And I think, unfortunately, a, a portion of that stems from misunderstanding of the fact that these animals are wild animals and they live in zoos and they're not domesticated, they're not tame, they're not anything like that. And so when shit hits the fan and the unthinkable happens, we have to act on that information, which sucks because like you said, we're in the worst situation to do so because we love them and we care for them and we want to protect them and the idea of potentially harming an animal in our care is just like gut-wrenching and but we do it if we have to if to save a human life and that's what happened here and yeah the idea that people make light of it is just gross but yeah I agree in the sense too that Flora you were talking a little bit about like well couldn't they um you know have done a number of things or like couldn't the barriers have been better or whatever like yeah sure yeah, all of those things could potentially be the case, but, like, where where does it end? And how yeah. do we know that that's going to work unless we're reacting to a situation? Like, all of the barriers that are in place were totally in compliance with all of the safety Yeah, haven't you seen fucking Jurassic Park? They put you in a goddamn locked Jeep, and what do you do? Find your way out of it. Like, you can't keep people out of fucking anything. 
yeah, we put signs up everywhere warning people to stay back, not to cross barriers, not to feed animals, not to go in places they're not supposed to be, reminding them of the wild animals. And I think one of the most ugh, just annoying and skin-crawling arguments that I've heard is like, well, this wouldn't have happened if it wasn't in a zoo in the first place. Ew. Shut up. Just shut up. Because, ew. You're you wouldn't so have been born if your mom didn't fuck her brother. <laughs> That's Yay. my fucking. That's my fucking response, man. I'm a, uh, I'm all worked up. This is a worked up episode. I was worked up before this even started. I know you came in hot. I came in but hot. But seriously, it's it's people are like, well, this wouldn't have happened if it wasn't in his use. That just means that just you're just illustrating how ill informed you are on the fact that, or the reason why zoos exist in the first place, and no. No, a horrible series of unfortunate events occurred, essentially, that led to this situation. And they're ones that are difficult, if not impossible, to predict. And they're ones that have nothing to do with the fact that he lived in a zoo. That's not, no, that's not it. Yes, it potentially put him in closer contact with the public, but he didn't do anything wrong. No, and if he was in the wild, he would have gotten fucking caught in a snare and skinned alive anyway, so whatever. Like, you have to realize these animals are here for a very important purpose, and we do not take that lightly. Like, we look out for them as best we can, not only on the day-to-day welfare side, but on their safety side. We make sure that not only are our guests safe, but we make sure our animals are safe from our guests. And there's only so much we can do in that regard, because people a lot of times predict a lot more, or behave a lot more unpredictably than our animals do. Like, we take as much care as we can on the animal side of things to protect them from anything we can possibly think of, like storms, sickness, um, injuries between each other, injuries from guests, you know, freak accidents where a limb comes down or, like, whatever. Like, we do the best that we can on that regard, but we can't predict everything that every guest who comes in the zoo is potentially going to do. And unfortunately, in the case of this young boy in Cincinnati, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, a really innocent mistake you know he ended up where he shouldn't be and this is what happened because of it hey everybody thanks for joining us on keeper chat where we're <laughs> announcing our annual purge we're just gonna fucking kill everybody <laughs> no <laughs> uh side note remember when that like tuberculosis boy like threw food at monkeys and killed like 20 monkeys with his tuberculosis yeah that was fun thanks a lot for that thanks tv boy <laughs> Yeah, that was really great. Uh, I never want to talk. I, I know. I was just going to say, like, I guess some closing thoughts on this, because we could just go on all day, is... Literally all day. It's just, please, everyone, be mindful about what you say about these things and understand that if you are seeking out more information, that's fine, but please do it in a very tactful, uh, sensitive way. And if you're not seeking out information, you're just looking to share an opinion, how about you don't? (laughs) Because we're going off facts here, and we're trying to uh, be sensitive to the fact that people are grieving and dealing with something absolutely horrible. So maybe just keep your opinion to yourself. Maybe just try that. How about that? Or maybe like write it down on a note card and then burn it. And then you've got it out of your system, but then no one has to hear it, and no one has to feel worse for hearing it. Woohoo! <laughs> Those are my thoughts. Uh, so thank you for um, sending 
those questions. <laughs> I hope you really didn't feel like we were just like absolutely dunking on you. Hey, remember when you opened that Pandora's box? How do you feel now? Did you have any idea this is what awaited you? Okay, literally, yeah. Because the hate, the hate. Yeah, they knew. They knew what they were doing. All right. Well, on a lighter note, I wanted to get there. Yeah. I wanted to give two shout outs. First off, thank you, Benjamin, who is currently an intern at Wildlife Safari. Thank you for keeping us updated on your internship. Yes, we love you. It sounds like you're having a great intern. Yes. Um, We want to say congrats to everyone out there who is an intern or is who who's working toward that or who's already made it as a keeper you guys are awesome and we appreciate you and we understand that things are hard and that things are also awesome sometimes so keep your heads up especially during this national zookeeper week we appreciate all of you my second shout out is to danielle.jpeg underscore on instagram uh, she messaged She's us and that really <laughs> she messaged us a few days ago and uh we were talking a little bit about some of the conservation organizations that she supports so as always we like to give shout outs to people that do any sort of conservation work so shout out to danielle you're awesome you're awesome danielle you. way to go conservation hero conservation yeah, yeah, yeah. hero and then to round this out I wanted to shoot a would you rather your way. Um, can I give a shout out to E. Isaacs for emailing us a meme? Because <laughs> Oh, yes. Duh, of course. That moray um, one. Yeah. You see this? A picture of a moray eating a fish with its pharyngeal uh, jaw. And it says, when it skulks on a reef and has two sets of teeth, that's a moray. Hey, sounds I, like the people love the puns. I cackled when I opened that email. You know what? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Um, speaking of, uh, I was actually, when I was driving home tonight, I saw a person on a motorcycle <laughs> and they were wearing a predator mask. So it was like, like alien versus predator. And so I made the connection. Do you see how they're connected? No. Um, he was wearing a predator mask. But where's the alien come in? Because it was like a movie. It was like alien versus predator. But why not just the predator movie, Predator. Because alien versus predator, because we're talking about the alien with the mouth and the eel. Oh. Thanks for getting there with me. (laughs) Damn, that was rough. Don't ever do that one again. (laughs) It wasn't a joke. It was just conversation. I was just trying to talk to you. And then you found $5. Cool. Let's save this story. (laughs) I actually didn't. God, you're such a bitch. I hate hate you so much. (laughs) Hey, everybody. This is our last episode of Keeper (laughs) Chat. Right. You're watching it crumble before your ears. Oh, amazing. Oh. Uh, are you ready for this? Would you rather? Hit me. Okay. Akshara, I believe that's how you pronounce it, sent us a would you rather that said, would you rather have an ox pecker always pecking at you? Oh, my God. Or get bitten by a slow loris? <gasps> oh, my God. I know. So, like, keep in mind that, like, if you guys listen to the ox pecker episode, they are. They're literally always pecking at you. <laughs> Or the slow loris, which has a venomous bite. Uh, uh, I'm going to go oxpecker because I would die, right? The slow loris would kill me? Well, actually, okay, I picked slow loris. It changed my mind. <laughs> I mean, would it, though? I don't know. Any second closer to death is better for me, so I'll do, <laughs> I'll do that one. Great. 
Yeah, I think I think the Slowloris one like expedites your your trip to the grave, whereas like the Oxpecker one is just real slow and real and just painful. like painful and like always gross, always open. Mm-hmm. Just one big open wound. I think I would probably do the same. Yeah. Um, plus, it'd probably be just like the cutest attack ever. And uh-huh. like, if I got bitten by a Slowloris, I deserved it. Oh, so, for sure. You know, he saw what you did. Yeah, exactly. Like, ugh, this was coming. I should have known. I'm so sorry. Should have known. Thank you, everyone, for joining us in this uh, quick and dirty. <laughs> this episode was a little bit spicy, but enjoy the spice, spice of life. Yeah, I like spice. Spicy. Sprinkle it on everything. <laughs> these quick and dirties are generally sprinkled throughout our normal episodes because we kind of do these little like bonus episodes. So keep an eye out for them. <laughs> if, in addition. If you'd like to have a question answered in a quick and dirty, <laughs> what? Okay. So, I'm in the middle of our outro. I know, but I, okay, so just to preface all this, Fauna and I have, like, notes that we keep on the computer, and it's just, like, a Google Doc that we can edit, and so we, like, make sure that we stay on topic, sort of, um, but our Q&D one is out of this world, um, <laughs> and, like, I understand there's, like, some crazy shit in it. But why at the bottom does it say hot dogs are sacred dot 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 crusty gym? What is that? Can you answer this? What is this? I'm going to bold it. What is this? What is this part? I think you typed that. Um, I don't think so. Who ghost, who hacked into our, who hacked ghost into our Friday. Google Docs? Man, I love that show from the 90s. But like, what does this mean? Hot dogs are sacred. Okay, Flora, Flora, you absolutely said the phrase hot dogs are sacred. (laughs) Like, anyone in the world, it's you. Okay, but Krusty Jim. I don't know, maybe maybe Krusty Jim is still going to get in on this. Someone help us. Did we say those in an episode one time? Why is this in our Q&D notes? Did we type this in a fever dream? Is this, like, a reminder for us to, like, bring this up later? (laughs) Like, (laughs) is Krusty Jim someone who emailed us? Krusty Jim, are you out there? No, don't summon him. <laughs> Say it three times. Shh, no. Krusty Jim. You've already said it. Krusty Jim. Krusty Jim. He's here. He brought me a hot dog. <laughs> oh, he brought me a bun. Oh, what? Krusty Jim. Oh, Krusty Jim. Always giving me half of what I want. <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but that was just. I mean, I can't. Sometimes I can't even handle us, let alone yeah, other people. Thanks for listening to this uh, spooky haunted episode of uh, Quick and Dirty <laughs> on Keeper Chat. I didn't know it was haunted until the end, so um, <laughs> that was the Shyamalan twist there at the end. What a twist! Hope you enjoyed it. If you guys would like to have a question answered, send us your questions or comments to keeperchat at gmail.com, or you can also tweet at us at keeper underscore chat. In addition, feel free to check out the rest of our social media, listen to all our other episodes, do whatever you want, live a good life, eat a bunch of hot dogs. This episode is sponsored by Hot Dogs. Brought to you by Krusty Jim. Krusty Jim Hot Dogs. Until next time, stay grimy. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>